four, three, two, one, liftoff. We have liftoff. Well, I don't know why we'd have liftoff. This is a highway, not a launching pad. So welcome to the Harland Highway. Uh, we have ignition, I would say, not liftoff. Um, thanks for being here. We have a great show for you today. Uh, we have a crazy story about how somebody died and uh, how long it took for their body to be noticed that they were dead. Wait till you hear this wacky story. And then we're also going to uh, focus on the uh, the horrible uh, Malaysian jetliner crash that uh, happened and talk about the uh, ridiculous news coverage um, of, of the event, the endless speculation and and all the 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 ridiculous coverage of of the news story and then i believe we have an expert uh from the uh the jet propulsion laboratory in pasadena california will be coming in to try and give us clarity on what really happened so we'll have an aeronautics expert here to kind of really walk us through what what really happened to this doomed uh, jetliner. So a lot going on here today. Let's get going. Put your seatbelts on. This is the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for Samantha thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. La, 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 la. Okay, let's, uh, what do you want to do, Raj? Yeah, I agree. Okay, Roger's saying let's kick the show off with a, a wacky, wild news story. Yeah, hit the theme, Roger. The Harlan Highway question of the day. Okay, that that's not it. That's the wrong uh, jingle. Yeah, I said we're doing a wacky news story. No, d- don't worry about it. We'll just... Don't worry about it. I'm going to just keep going. We're, we're doing a wacky news story, not the question of the day. So here it is. Um, this one's uh, kind of creepy. Check this one out. A German woman, dead, six months, found in front of TV. Ew. Good Lord. What the hell was she watching? Wouldn't it be ironic if she was doing a marathon of watching The Walking Dead? Like she just she watched she, she did one of those marathon sessions where she watched like five seasons back to back, and she watched so many zombies that she turned into one. Here it is: the corpse of a 66-year-old German woman who died more than six months ago was found in her apartment, in front of a television set that was still on. Oh God! Oh God! I mean, what the hell was on when they found her? I, I certainly hope it wasn't an infomercial for skincare products. That would be just a cruel irony. Um, 
Just really cruel. Uh, The Frankfurter uh, reported this on uh, Tuesday. The woman in the town of Orbusel, Orbusel, yeah, she's from Orbusel, near Frankfurt, died of natural causes in a nightgown while watching TV. There was a program guide from September nearby, the newspaper said, describing the body as partially mummified. Oh, my God. So, see, again, if she was watching, like, a skincare, um, skincare uh, infomercial, that, that just would have been mean. Or what about that Lifeline commercial? They walk in and the Lifeline commercial's on. I'm mummified and I can't get up. <laughs> I'm in my pink nightgown and I've been dead for six months. I can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. I'm a mummy. I can't get up. I mean, good Lord. Imagine that. You, you, you're dead so long, you but just automatically turn into a mummy? That's just, what, what, was there a sand dune in her living room? Just, she turned into a mystical Egyptian mummy? Imagine the guys that kicked this door in. They must have been terrified. Yikes! Das ist ein Mummy! Yikes! Ich liebe dich das und eins Mummy! Running for sein Leifens! Sein Mummy comments from the pyramids of Frankfurtens. Police said residents in the 30 apartment block had noticed an unpleasant smell on the staircase, but no one had informed the authorities because I guess these people like a stink in their living quarters. Yeah, did you notice the smell out in the hallway? Yeah, I really like the smell. I think I won't say anything. It smells like old lady meat. Smells like rotted, corroded old lady meat. Permifying the air. I like it so much. I like it better than the smell of the cabbage rolls coming from the Klaus's house. So I won't say nothing to nobody. I know nothing. I see nothing. Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. (laughs) The landlord opened the apartment after noticing her mailbox jammed with uncollected letters. Folks, haven't we heard this story um, a million times over and over? When you smell... When you live in an apartment building, okay, you don't live in a fish processing plant. You don't live in a slaughterhouse. You don't live in a grocery store. Okay, when you smell rotting meat consistently for many days and weeks and months, you, you start, pardon this pun, sniffing around. Take a look, uh, you know, Follow your nose to the door. When you see a mailbox overflowing, plus rotted meat, that's like a math question. That's like two plus two. Overflowing mailbox plus rotted meat times Mrs. Gransky hasn't left her house in four months, plus there's maggots and blood coming out from under her door equals... 
mummified old lady watching TV and nighty. I see nothing. Jeez. I must report this. So there you go. Uh, just a crazy, kooky, uh, kooky letter. I remember when I was living in an apartment um, when I was, uh, like, in my 20s. I lived in a, an apartment in Toronto. And I had an old lady that lived next to me on either side, actually. I was sandwiched between two old ladies. And uh, I, I found out one day that they, same thing, they found one of my neighbors, this old lady, uh, dead in her apartment. And I was probably, like, traveling on the road doing stand-up or whatever, but I'm like, oh, God. It always creeped me out, man. I don't, I don't know if I want to end. I don't know if I want to die that way, man. I don't want to die just watching Wheel of Fortune or, you know, watching The Price is Right. Harlan Williams, come on up to heaven. You're dead. Wait, what? Isn't he supposed to say come on down? You're watching God now. Come on up. Oh, boy. I'm dead. I, well, can I go back into my body for a minute? What for? I don't want them to find me here in my pink nighty. <laughs> All right. All right, Rog. That, that's enough on that story. It's too creepy. Let's, let's close it up. Play the theme, buddy. The Harlan Highway. Question of the day. No, that's not it. Don't play don't play music to try and cover over. Stop it. Roger, what's going on with you today, man? That was the wrong theme at the beginning and the end. <sighs> I'm moving on. Oh god. Well, let, let's talk about uh let's talk about this uh Malaysian uh airline fiasco. Um, you can't miss this thing. It, it's like CNN and all the other news outlets. It, it, it's, it's just kind of disgusting how, how these news outlets glam on to a story and just milk it like a, like picture a fat cow at the beginning of the day out in the field grazing. Great big fat udders swinging under its belly on its abdomen. And then picture like a lineup of farmers... 200 miles long, and they just keep trying to squeeze milk out of the teat. And they squeeze and they squeeze until they, they start squeezing blood and body fluid and tissue and liquefied meat till eventually the cow's just standing there like a skeleton and crumbles over. That's what this Malaysian missing airliner story is like. My God. So you've got, pretend it's not an airplane, pretend it's a dog, okay? Pretend your neighbor lost its dog. The dog came out of the house, people saw it run down the street, and that was the last they ever saw of it. Now, if you're out in your front yard talking to your neighbors, how long can you stretch that conversation? Yeah, you know, Sparky, it's funny he ran away because uh, he, he always used to just play in the yard and to see him... Go down the street. I thought that was unusual. Uh, and, and there he went. I saw him go. Uh, and I thought, should I yell for him or do I just let him go? And I thought, well, he'll come back. It's Sparky. He knows where he lives. And off he went, and then he was gone, and we haven't seen him in uh, two weeks. All right, where do you go from there? How much longer do you talk about the dog? 
Could you stand in your yard and talk about your dog for 24 hours? Could you stand in your yard and talk about the missing dog for three weeks? Well, that's what these people are doing on the news. It's a joke. You know, it's a big, big, big world. There's rovers on Mars. Okay, there's undiscovered species in the bottom of the sea. There's wars going on. There's chemical weapons. There's there's submarines. There's spacecraft. There's domestic problems. There's economic problems. There's greenhouse gases. There's a flu virus. There's a billion things you could you could report on. But these these people that you know, it, it's like how many times can you theorize about how the dog ran away? Well, I, I think Spark got up on both legs. I think I saw, he had a suitcase, and he wasn't so much running; he was sneaking away. And I think maybe uh, maybe the owners were beating him. But you know, I saw aliens take Sparky away. A big alien ship came down and sucked Sparky up. That's what they're doing with this this Malaysian airline thing. And first of all, let me say, uh, you know, condolences to the families. What a, what a horrible, nightmarish thing to live through. I guess we all take it for granted when we jump on an airplane that we're just going to land at our destination. And, you know, sadly, this shows us that it's not always the case. Just horrible. Um but for these guys to just milk it and go on and talk about the wind currents and the ocean currents and this and that, and oh, my God. You know, in the old days, when you watch the news at 6 o'clock for half an hour, which is all it was before cable, uh, you know, the uh, the announcer came on and said, uh, hey, uh, here's uh, three minutes dedicated to this missing plane, and we're moving on. But these guys go on all day long. And what's interesting is they've all reached their conclusions. They've all uh, finalized it. Yep, it went down. It's in the Indian Ocean. It's gone. Well, ho, ho, hold on. I'm not uh, I'm not buying into that so fast. And I, I don't have a wacky theory. But in today's nutty world with extremists and uh, militants and hijackers and you know, did you ever think someone would, would uh, commandeer commercial jets going from uh, the East Coast to the West Coast of the United States and fly them into the World Trade Center? If someone had told you that scenario, would you ever have believed it possible? I doubt it. And then it happened and it was like, holy crap, there's something we didn't really think about. So in this this crazy world of fanatics and and people planning and scheming, I'm not signing off. I mean, who am I? But I'm not signing off on that thing's down in the ocean. It makes perfect sense to me that some hijackers or some terrorists or some ne'er-do-wells planned this whole thing out and diverted the plane and shut off the radar and and landed it on on a remote airstrip or some hangar or are you kidding that's that's not beyond the pale that's not out of the question that's that's pretty easy from what we know somebody intentionally turned off all the communication equipment in the plane and it went off radar i don't know if you'd go to all that trouble if you were going to smash your plane into the middle of the ocean 
So in today's world where we have the Boston bomber and the shoe bomber and the underwear bomber and the 9-11 bombers and all these idiots, are you kidding me? I wouldn't be surprised one bit if if suddenly, uh, you know, six months from now that plane reemerges or they find that plane hidden under a big camouflaged canopy on some remote uh, jungle airstrip or something. I ain't, I ain't just going to assume that that thing's uh, DOA at the bottom of the sea. No way. Not not in today's world. You know, maybe in Amelia Earhart's day. Well, she's gone. She flew over the ocean. That's it. And uh, I'm sorry, but but not only did the, uh, the communication uh, stuff get uh, turned off intentionally which is what all these experts uh, in the avi- aviation industry are saying. But excuse me, was, wasn't there a couple of people on that plane flying with fake passports? Doesn't that seem a little suspicious? I mean, what are the odds of getting even one person on a big plane with a fake passport, let alone two, in today's world of hypersecurity? That had to take a little planning. That had to take a little manipulation. Why would there be two? Too many unanswered questions. Too much. Uh, too much craziness in the world these days. And as far as um, you know, well, what did they do with the two hundred and twenty passengers on the plane? Who knows? Have you heard about the kidnappings in Mexico and other regions of the world? Where they uh, they 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 hold on to people for money. Now it doesn't sound like any ransom demands have been made, so who knows? Maybe they did crash. I read an article the other day where they rounded up a couple of doctors who were stealing children and selling their body parts on the black market, their organs. So who's to say you don't divert a plane and you've got two hundred twenty-five pieces of cattle? full of organs that are worth a fortune, and you got a plane that you can use as a weapon of mass destruction. Gee, does anybody remember when all that uh, nuclear material went missing? When Russia was dissolved? When the USSR was dissolved? Wasn't there some stories about uh, how the USSR didn't have the capacity to guide their nuclear fa- uh, guard their nuclear facilities? I mean, there's a lot of... A lot of possibilities in this world. Now, I'm not ruling out that it went down in the Indian Ocean, but until they show me pictures of the fuselage or a wing, or God forbid, like, uh, you know, a stewardess floating around, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep my, my mind open, unfortunately, because these are dangerous times we live in, man. It just seems a little too suspicious, okay? A little too suspicious. If that thing just went down and the pilot was like, SOS, we can't see, we're out of gas, our engine's on fire, we're going down, mayday, mayday, mayday. Okay, I'd buy it. And even then I might be suspicious. What if that was all just faked? But the way that the uh, the communications were turned off, the way that the co-pilot was the one that uh, said the final good night, which I don't think is proper protocol. I think the pilot's supposed to do it. The 
the fake passports, the blah, 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 blah. I'm keeping an open mind. Yeah. And I'm watching the skies. Okay? I don't want to be going to Arby's for my uh, roast beef janitorial lunch and I hear, uh, you know, a plane coming down straight into the giant cowboy hat. No thanks. But mostly just what a what a goof that these these uh, news outlets just uh, keep grinding it and using it and and saying all this stuff and just clogging up the airwaves for days and weeks with all these endless experts. So there you go. As you can see, I'm a little irritated about it. But let's move on to something more funny. And as I said, if they did go down, R.I.P. to those. Those poor unfortunate souls who are on board. That is just such a sad, sad thing. Such a sad way to go, especially if it was at the hands of someone. If the pilot was suicidal or the pilot was a fanatic or somebody on board intentionally downed the plane, if that's what happened to it. How dare you suck innocent people into your demented world? Talk about an ultimate act of selfishness and self-indulgence and, and cruelness. You know what? Just sit in your house. Do like the old Buddhist guys. Go sit in the middle of the mall and light yourself on fire if, if you're so unhappy with the world. If, if you've found a higher calling, if, you need to, if you're in the mood to make a sacrifice to some all-holy God that you believe in, whoever it may be. You know what? Do it on your own time. None of us want to participate in your craziness. What do they teach you to talk like this in some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar? Or is this getaway day and your last shot at this whiskey? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay. Well, it sounds like I, I wasn't planning for this, Roger. We have we have a, a, a uh, aeronautic specialist come in the studio here I, I saw this guy come in while i was talking yeah okay well apparently we have a uh, a gentleman here in studio how are you i'll introduce you in a second here let me just uh, read the paperwork here on this gentleman uh we have a gentleman here who can probably help us walk through what happened uh, to the uh, Malaysian uh, jetliner that disappeared over the Indian Ocean, uh, quote-unquote. Uh, we have a gentleman here. He comes to us from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. So this is uh, obviously where uh, they, they do a lot of uh, aeronautics work. They, uh, they construct and build uh, engines. They, they deal with uh, space missions. Uh, anything to do with uh, flight, am I correct, sir? Yes. Okay, um, this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Harland Highway, uh, Guy Fries. Am I getting that right? Yes, that's right. Guy Fries is here uh, from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And let's just start, Guy, um, with, uh, wh I mean, wh what do you think uh, could be the root cause of, of, of this thing? Um, well, what happens is when you have a giant airliner, and it's flying over such a massive body of water. There's uh, many variables that come into play here. Okay, meaning, well, 
th- there's so many paths that an airplane can take. It's not like when you're when you're uh, on a, on the terrestrial ground and you have a road and you are confined to the boundaries of that road. You just can't cut off the road and drive through a forest or a field or uh you know hypothetically uh, down the Grand Canyon and back up to the other side. You are limited by the space, uh, literally the width of the road and the direction of the road. Okay. Well, in airspace, uh, a plane is literally free to fly in any direction it wants. It can go willy-nilly. It can go left, right, north, south, as the crow flies, as we say up at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And then after we say that, we usually make the little bird noise, you know, like, you know, when when we say when the crow flies. Okay. Um, And just so it's it's Guy Fries, F-R-I-E-S. Yes, that's right. Okay. Like, like, like French fries. Yes. Okay. Guy Fries is here. And you make a good point. An airplane can go anywhere and the sky in its in itself is like an endless ocean oh yes the sky is infinite and so when when we do have a plane go off the radar as such uh it is very difficult uh especially when someone within the aircraft uh specifically shuts down all communication between uh, the tower, between uh, radar, satellite, any type of communication with that aircraft, it, it virtually makes it invisible. I mean, it might as well be Wonder Woman up there flying around in her invisible jet. Make a good point, Guy. Fries. Pardon? Guy Fries. Yes, yes, Guy, guy Fries. I'll just say Guy Fries. P- Excuse me? It's Guy Fries? Yes, I, I don't normally say people's last names, but if you'd like me to, I, I would like you to. Okay, Guy Fries. Um, so here we have a, 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 a jet f- uh, full of passengers. I think there was uh, 211, 224 exactly uh, lost souls. Okay, 224. And uh, they could go off anywhere, but, but somehow they believe they've tracked and they found a debris field off the coast of uh, Western Australia, off of, uh, I guess it was about, uh, I think about 12, uh, 1,300 miles off of, uh, off, off of Perth. Well, that would be uh, 4,028 kilometers. Uh, we, we usually uh, deal in kilometers when we're talking about open airspace. It's just a more accurate uh, system of measurement. Okay, kilometers. And, uh, and what do you think, uh, I mean, I, I hate all this speculation stuff. You just heard me talking about in my last segment, I don't like to speculate. Uh, and, and probably personally, I don't like to speculate because I'm just the layman. I'm not someone who's specifically uh, well-versed in, in aeronautics the way you are. But you being someone who works in the field, an expert in the field, someone who's uh, trained and, and works in aviation and aeronautics, Perhaps you can give us uh, or paint a picture of, of what you think the, the most accurate scenario was for this, this uh, unfortunate uh, flight. Well, excellent. Thank you, Mr. Williams. I do appreciate that. Uh, I do have two uh, bachelor degrees, one out of uh, uh, Yale and one out of Berkeley, and I have dedicated my life to uh, 
to, uh, you know, flight and flight systems and uh, aerodynamics, as you stated. Um, here's what I think happened, and uh, this is uh, m- maybe the most realistic, uh, if not the most frightening scenario. As we all know, the flight, as it extended its, its uh, path, it dropped down to a low elevation, and at one point, we believe it got quite low. Our last accurate tracking was below 5,000 feet. Yeah, that's that's not very common for a, a, a large commercial aircraft to be that far out uh, away from land to drop that low. That's that's quite dangerous, isn't it? Yes, sir. That That takes you... Um, too low where you, you're uh, you're run, encountering interesting air currents, you're putting drag on the jet engines, and you're burning fuel, okay? That's key. You're burning extra amounts of fuel to maintain that low uh, altitude. It, it, it And you, you're not going to get to where you're going if you burn your fuel, obviously. Obviously, Guy Fries. Guy, guy Fries. Thank you. Uh, and so we think what happened when that when that jetliner when that poor poor jetliner with all those lost souls dipped down real low to, towards the ocean. Yes, yes. We believe there was a breach. Okay. Oh boy. So a breach meaning uh, that that does part of the fuselage broke off and there was a breach. In the uh, in the structure of the aircraft, meaning like the the possibility that a hole ripped into the side of the aircraft or a wing ripped off. No, no. We but do you remember the flight that happened? U.S. Air Flight fifteen forty nine uh, when it had to down into the Hudson River in New York just a few years back. Oh yeah, everybody knows that the uh, the pilot uh, was like a hero. I I think what happened is they hit a flock of Canadian geese and. And uh, the the pilot, uh, Captain Sully Sullenberger. Yeah, that's right, Captain Sullenberger. He literally had to glide the uh, the U.S. Airways jet number fifteen forty nine. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, right down onto the Hudson River. He he literally had to skate it down. And what he had to do there is make what we call a perfect pinpoint accurate landing. Uh, I mean, one degree to the left or to the right, uh, I'm telling you, it, it would have dipped the wing into the water, and that that whole, uh, that whole flight 1549 would have flipped seven ways tits backwards into Thursday. Okay, okay, yeah, I could, I could see that because of the speed and the impact with the water. Precisely, but the key here is that birds got sucked into the turbines of those jet engines, and that caused a uh, a lack of power, that caused a fire, and that caused a severe drop in altitude for that commercial airliner. Okay, so are you, what are you saying when you say breached? Did, did they did they hit a bird? Did they hit a school of birds, uh, uh, guy? Fries? Guy fries? Well, we don't believe the breach came from a a a break in the structure of the uh, aircraft. Okay. Well, what what's this bird thing? Well, let me let me explain it to you because you asked for my expert opinion. Yes, we we'd love to hear it. Okay. So when you get down low over the water, uh, in the ocean, especially way out there, there are a lot of sea creatures, okay? 
okay, I, I, of course, it's the, it's the big blue ocean. A- absolutely. And have you ever heard of the term breach in terms of a whale breaching? Yeah, that's when a whale comes up out of the water, it arcs its back and splashes down. Exactly. And a member of the whale family, a smaller member, is a type of dolphin, okay? And it's called the spinner dolphin. And what these dolphins are infamous for is jumping way up high out of the water, spinning in the air, rotating their bodies about sometimes up to 11 times before they hit back down into the surf. Okay, so what we think is, and over at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, is that, that, that the Malaysian airliner dipped a bit too low. Okay, I'm following you. And what happened is a school of uh, spinner dolphins were out playing in the water. Okay, and they were jumping up and twirling and having fun and catching flies or whatever they do when they jump. Well, I don't think they catch flies. Well, I don't know that you're a fish expert. So, well, they're not fish, they're mammals. Well, whatever, if I could finish. Yes, please, go ahead. We we think that these dolphins were jumping up, spinning through the air, and perhaps a half dozen maybe more, got sucked into the jet engine of the Malaysian airliner, and the engines couldn't handle that, and down she went. Hold on, Guy Fries. (laughs) Guy Fries, yes. Guy, I'm sorry, you're you're, you're suggesting, yes, Guy Fries. Guy Guy Fries, what is that name? I'm sorry, is that fries like like French fries? Yes, like French fries you'd get it at McDonald's or uh, Burger King or your Arby's, your, your Chick-fil-A, what have you. So your last name's based on f- fr- fries, French fries, that's right. <sighs> French fries. Yes, yes, I have it, French, Guy Fries, yes. No, I'm just saying that's your name. Yes. So you're suggesting that this flight full of people... Yes. ...dipped too close to the ocean and some dolphins were out playing. Spinner dolphins. Spinner dolphins were playing, jumping around, frolicking and catching flies. and Okay, jumping around. And they jumped up, and they jumped up too high, and they got sucked into the turbines of the jet engines of the Malaysian jetliner. Absolutely. And you work at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. That's right. I'm I'm sorry, Guy. Fries. Guy Fries. I don't know why you're raising your voice. Well, I just, this is just a little fantastical. I mean, with your credentials and your background, everyone's got theories uh, that that sound maybe a little more realistic than this. That dolphins jumped up and got sucked into the the, the jet engines and brought the jet down. Well, that's the the price you're going to pay for flying too low to the sea. I don't... I don't think that's what happened, Guy Fries. 
Well, maybe one day when you show me your degree in aeronautics, I I can accept that. But right now, you're just a DJ. Excuse me? Well, you're just a DJ on a cheap country music station. I'm not a DJ, Guy Fries. Guy Fries! I'm not a DJ. Okay, I'm doing a podcast here. Well, whatever that is, I mean, it doesn't amount to knowing much about how how aircraft work. Wait a minute. No, I'm not going to sit here and take you. Now you're insulting me. No, I'm not. Well, you just, that's very demeaning. I'm just saying dolphins jumped up and brought this aircraft down. Now, if you can't accept that, man, no, I can't accept that. It's just ludicrous. I'm telling you, dolphins jump up all the time. They're playful little critters. They love to jump up and splash and catch butterflies and stuff. They don't catch butterflies. They're not like trout where they jump up and eat bugs. Dolphins are very intelligent, and they they form schools, and they corral fish, and they catch fish underwater. They don't... They don't see a dragonfly up in the air jump up and eat it. Well, says you. I guess you would know. You're a country DJ. I'm not a DJ. Well, that looks like you got a microphone. You know what, Roger? Where'd you get this guy? I'm from Pasadena. But no, no, get him out. This this is an insult to, to, to my listeners. This is an insult to, to the poor people whose bodies haven't even been recovered yet. For you to come in here and make a mockery of... Oh, and was Cap, was Sully a mockery? Who? Sully. Sully. Sully Sullenberger. He's a personal friend of mine, and I'm sure I could get him to vouch for me. Sully Sullenberger from Flight 1549, Hudson River, U.S. Air, brought that thing down after he sucked in a whole school of Canadian geese right, right into his engines. Brought that thing down like a pancake on a Denny's dish. He brought the flight down like a pancake on a Denny's dish, did he? Oh, you know it. And get me some extra syrup. Okay, get him out. Roger, I don't know where you got this guy. Guy Fries. Yes. Get him out. Unbelievable. So you can go. Well, it was nice to visit with you, and, uh... No, get out. Dolphins jumping up. There's the door over there. I can come back with the Sulster. The Sulster! Sully. Sully, get out of here! I'm gonna call all Sully all up here. Get, get him to call your radio station. It's not a radio... Get out! God, is he gone? Roger, where did where did you get this guy? What? He was downstairs and said he worked at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. That that's all you needed to hear. Great, great way, way to do your research, Roger, to book our guests. Guy's probably like a homeless guy or something. Dolphins jumped up and clogged the engines and brought the jet down. Idiot. God, let's get out of here. I got to go, folks. I'm sorry. What a what a disgraceful way to end the show. My a thousand apologies to you, to anybody involved with this horrible tragedy, to this jackass guy fries to come in and make a 
make a whatever. <sighs> Roger, that's it. No, don't don't cue up anything else. You, you, everything you did today was wrong, Roger. I asked you to p- put up the, uh, the the weird, wacky news story thing. You put up the Harlan Highway question of the day. You bring in this this so-called expert guy fries. Are you kidding me? Dolphins. Anyways, let's get out of here. Uh, make sure you uh, visit harlemwilliams.com when you get a chance. Uh, join my YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Just click on the subscribe button, and um, you can join my uh, YouTube channel for free. Watch all my wacky videos. Um, also, what else? Uh, check out our store at harlemwilliams.com. Check out uh, the stand-up comedy special at uh, the stand-up comedy link at harlowwilliams.com. See if I'm coming to your town or city to do some shows. Um, what else? Listen to uh, ATC.com, All Things Comedy. That is the uh, the network in which you can find the Harland Highway, amongst some other real funny comedians on there. Uh, what else can I tell you? Um, be sure to write to me, uh, harlowwilliams.com. And when you're at harlowwilliams.com, look for our phone number at the bottom of the uh, website right there on the home page, and you can call in and leave a, a message anytime on the answering machine. Who knows? It might get on the air. <sighs> I'm sorry I'm speeding through the ending here, but I'm just a little pissed. Also look for our Amazon.com uh, button on the website at harlowwilliams.com. If you click through there, we get a little uh, bonus kickback for that, so helps us out a little bit if you feel so inclined. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. I'm uh, I'm busy uh, up in Canada shooting uh, the second season of my sitcom package deal, having a blast, but keeping the highway rolling uh, while I'm doing that. And uh, love uh, having you here. Thank you so much. Tell your friends to jump on the highway. And uh, until next time, chicken. Chow mein, baby. Yeah, can I hear Islands in the Stream by Dolly Parton, please? Hello? Is this K-Country? Hello? Get him out! I, I'd like, can I hear some Kenny Loggins, please? I, I don't like country much, but I like him. Get him out!